This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CannabisRadio.com presents Grassroots Marketing on Location, featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those impacting and evolving the cannabis industry. This is Adrian Collum reporting for CannabisRadio.com from the 2019 Cannabinoids in Medicine Conference in Berlin, Germany, hosted by the International Association for Cannabinoid Medicines. I'm speaking with Alexei Hupli, the author of the paper Medical Cannabis for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, Sociological Patient Case Report of Cannabinoid Therapeutics in Finland. Alexei, what can you tell me about your case report? Well, um... I got into sort of looking into ADHD medication use, uh, mostly in my master thesis in Amsterdam, where I was looking at sort of non-medical use of ADHD medications among students for something called cognitive enhancement. And I was at a conference in Lisbon uh, presenting my first uh, PhD article on it, and that year there was few publications that came out. Uh, one was a interview study of cannabis users in Norway and most of those interviewees said that they used it for ADHD. Uh, There's also like a big multi-country study of uh, cannabis growers uh, that came out uh, by my supervisor and in that as well it said like a lot of Nordic growers grow for ADHD and uh, in my master thesis there was a small quote uh, from from a person who had ADHD diagnosis saying that he doesn't like Ritalin uh, or methylphenidate, he prefers cannabis because it gives him sort of a hyper attention and, and that was sort of I left it sort of unnoticed back then but then I, through these studies I got into like, okay, how does this work? How does cannabis work for ADHD? Knowing sort of from my own experience, like I don't, I don't think my attention improves uh, but then again I'm not uh, diagnosed uh, so I got into contact with the Finnish Medical Cannabis User Organization, asking if they knew anybody in Finland who had a diagnosis for ADHD and had, had medical cannabis prescription, because it's been legal in Finland since 2008. And they con- then through that, I got uh, in contact with the patient who was the, the case uh, in, this, in this study. So I went and met him over the over two-year period, he had very good uh, medical records because he actually has a background in, in history. He's a historian, so he had a very good sort of a archive of his medical documents. So we went, went through that in that case study as well. And in looking into the literature, there's quite a lot of 
surveys, interviews, these sort of anecdotal reports, and then not too many clinical trials. One from from the UK where they used Cetibix on a on a small patient group and also showed uh, improvements uh, in in attention as well. And uh, what makes this case study uh, also in a way historical uh, is that. In Finland, even though they've had medical cannabis for over 10 years, there's no data on any of the patients. There's nothing like National Research Institute or anything like that looking into it. So the case study was also the first documented case study of a medical cannabis patient in Finland. Okay, fantastic. Um, and how is this patient accessing medicinal cannabis? Is it available through Finnish pharmacies? or It was, or it is, and that was sort of a, hey, actually... Because he had methylphenidate for about nine years before okay. he was getting quite a lot of uh, different kind of stomach problems mm-hmm. uh, from it. And then he was prescribed all kinds of different things that are not indicated for ADHD at all. Just made things worse. And then he heard about a small sort of trial that was going on in Germany, actually, where we are at the moment. And he traveled there, met the physician who then prescribed him uh, medical cannabis. And he had petrogon and pediol. Uh, for a prescription and it took a while before he actually found a neurologist in Finland who was willing to confirm them because he had to get them confirmed and and for five years he had pretty good results with it uh, the problem was that uh, because it's not really recognized as a official treatment for ADHD there's no compensation for the expenses so eventually, it became too expensive for him to continue uh, with the, with the sort of the official medical cannabis prescription, mm-hmm. and sort of he has for the last few years been s- s- treating himself uh, with with sort of homegrown uh, sure. variety, as so many uh, patients are. Um, yeah. For lack of access or lack of being able to afford the medicine. Yeah, I think uh, one of one sort of follow-up paper that we're planning is like, yeah, looking at the costs of medical cannabis in Finland. Like, if a patient needs to pay seventeen thousand euros per year, it's it's if you're not really like on a good financial situation, that's in, impossible for a patient to keep paying. Sure. Um, is, is there any logical follow-up to the study that you did? Is there more work that could be done? What would what would you like to see happen? Uh, I mean. Field? Uh, for instance, this sort of the uh, costs, and I mean, just do some sort of maybe a ten-year follow-up. Okay, this medical cannabis has been available on paper in Finland for over ten years. What are the indications that it's been prescribed? And interestingly, in Finland, while most countries that have a medical cannabis laws, the amount of prescriptions are increasing. In Finland, that's been actually recently been decreasing because of national authorities approaching the few prescribers that there are and sort of saying like, hey, this is not according to guidelines, even though there is no guidelines, and sort of scaring the, the doctors from prescribing, which is unfortunate. Okay, so maybe Finnish patients are forced to come to countries like Germany to get the prescription and then bring it back through the Schengen Agreement. Yeah, and that was actually how it got through in Finland in the first place. There was a patient that had a car accident, broke his back, tried all kinds of opioids and other uh, medications and then traveled to Amsterdam, got a prescription and then sort of fought uh, in court to get that legally transcribed uh, uh, into Finland. 
and it went all the way to the Supreme Court and then that sort of opened the gates uh, for medical cannabis in Finland and it, you know they already could have had like a 10 year head start for for everybody else but they didn't really seize the opportunity and mm. said they've been just pushing the brakes on it actually uh, which is kind of which is unfortunate it's very difficult for patients and doctors who might want to um, you know benefit from this medicine um, okay um, so why are you here at the IACM cannabinoid conference what's what's what does this conference do for you yeah well I was here two years ago presenting on this case study when the, then which then got published last year and uh, I'm finishing my PhD which the medical cannabis case study is part of so I thought it's good to come and sort of get the latest uh, in the medical cannabis field because mm. I think this is one of the most high standard sort of conference when it comes to medical cannabis uh, in Europe at least and then I'm also sort of got in get it getting into uh, into the world of uh, medical cannabis uh, entrepreneurship so I'm becoming part of the, the Dutch company called mycb one because uh, they might also start doing clinical trials uh, with their products okay who are exhibiting here yeah yeah yes. it is one of the sponsors okay fantastic um, well thank you very much for your time Alexian thank you for your insight into the world of uh, cannabis for ADHD and the research um, supporting it so far um, and yeah best of luck for your PhD thank you thanks for joining us on cannabisradio.com thank you cheers bye expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.